Shafee, Shafee, welcome back. So you, that's your caveat, Jameson? Yes. I mean, it's just, you gotta, what, what can happen is, the way it should be handled is, if the goalkeeper is going to waste time, the referee, all he has to do is pause his clock. And he's not wasting time anymore. Yeah, but the and the then the game clock puts still, the ball in play, but the game clock, clock still running. So the goal, the the the, the, the referee. I mean, it's just a spec. It, it creates frustration for the back end. For the but the but the referee, the, fans, can like, the, the referee can be like one, two, three. He's wasting time. Stop the clock. And he can waste all the time he wants. But it's not really wasting the game clock because the referee stopped it. Yeah, you but know, you, you know how this loses Americans because the game that's clock not, is not, not the actual clock. He can pretend to waste all the time he wants, but. And if he wastes too much, give me yellow card. I mean, so the result of this new rule change is that there would be there's more added time at the end of the night. No, no. Then there's only a significant amount of time. You only have 90 minutes, and you close it out. No matter yellow cards. No, you can't do that. What? Injuries. You gotta have injury time. There's injuries. Is it, there's shit like this. Look at what's happening right now. Last rays of sun are gloaming through the pecan trees here in Matthew's backyard, Austin, Texas, Hill Country, USA. We are so, so excited to be back for episode 147.2, such as it is here this balmy summer, summer evening. And, uh, and we're excited. We're excited because we have some classic segments coming up for you guys. We got some poetry. We got some Matthew. Have you ever wondered? We got some. Uh, we got some. Uh, maybe some yield word shops. Whatever those. Those all are kind of bleeding together, aren't they? Matthew, have you ever ordered yield word shop? They kind of. It's. It, we have to kind of decide afterwards. Do the forensics figure out which one it was? Uh, but we'll have something like that. Maybe we'll issue some avocados. You never know. Uh, but I'll tell you what we're going to do first. We're going to chat with the Montserrat Mistaker and the Martinique Mystiker, the pride of Tarzana, California, the friend of the Shoeless Piper, the Rampy, not the Roy, the Matthew. On the cast again. Just can't wait to get on the cast again. My whole life is shooting the bull with my friend. And I can't wait to get on the cast again. On the cast again. Like the voice of hippies on the internet highway. We're the best of friends. Hoping listeners turn their podcast apps to our way. And our way is on the cast again. And again and again. Willie. Wow, <laughs> you seeing Willie right now just reminds me of a dream that I had last night. I was actually thinking about it on the way over here because it was a really strange dream. My dad was somehow like basically like he wasn't admonishing me for not writing enough poetry, oh. but he was like finding times in my life when I like made choices that led to me being less and and it was in a way that like once I was able to recognize that I was like oh now we can do things differently now I'm going to have a much higher creative output like the whole thing was very positive but it was very weird because it was all couched in metaphor um but the upshot was I did become more productive I wrote a bunch more poems you know I kind of got my name back there at the poetry scene but I also wrote a bunch of songs Start playing. Wait, this is still the dream. Still the dream. Okay. Yeah. Start playing out in Austin, Texas, and did like you know what has always been like my secret fantasy is to just, uh, God forbid, whenever Willie does pass away, like I think like I would be the perfect person to play him, you know, in the in the Willie Nelson movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening at the end of the dream. Oh, wow. And it's just, you know, like, there's been all these, like, awesome, like, retrospectives of 
uh, Willie's career. Like Ada sent me one, you know, and they're all about how like Willie's 90 years old. He's still just, you know, collaborating with like Karen O from the yeah, yeah, yeah. And like doing all this crazy stuff, yeah. you know, that like, not just like, not just taking his victory lap, you know, not just sitting back and recording like jazz standards, although he does that too. Yeah. But also like doing a David Bowie song with Karen O from the yeah, yeah, yeahs, and, you know, doing these shows, still supporting like way younger artists, you know, artists that are literally a quarter his age, you know, like finding them like and put pushing them in the right direction in the music world. He, like he really is flying high. Yeah. So to speak. And his like voice is like somehow even better. Like it's got like this like earthy to Ada said like his voice sounds like the earth. Like if the earth could talk, it would uh, talk like Willie Nelson. Uh, you know, uh, like Willie Nelson sings, which I thought was uh, definitely a cool way to look at it and, and, and correct. Uh, is that poet laureate Ada Lamont? Oh, yeah, yeah, Nobel laureate you, Ada Lamont. Uh -huh, okay, wow, wow. Um, no, not Nobel laureate. That'd be if you won the Nobel Prize, right? She's the poet laureate. She's the poet, U.S. US poet, poet laureate. laureate. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks for sharing that dream. Th that segment was Shafee's uh, secret. Shafee suddenly remembers secret, a dream. Secret. Um, and you learn about a secret fantasy. Of secret fantasy. Shafee's secret fantasy. It's, it's a new, we got a whole new. Wouldn't you love it if there was that section every week? There was a Shafee's secret fantasy. I'll try to do it. I'll try yeah, to think of another. I mean, that seems like, that seems doable. You're, a, you're, a, you're, a, uh, you're like a fortress of, of thoughts and feelings sometimes. And like, there's got to be a bunch of. I do hide a lot of them away from the world. Many, many more <laughs> in there, I'm quite sure. You may not want to waste them on the podcast, but I could see it being a big draw. Listener, wouldn't you turn in every week if you knew you were going to hear another one of Schaefer's Secret Fantasies? I had a lift ride the other night where this dude, like, kind of out of nowhere, he was like an engineer who worked, I don't know, in the oil business or something. Or maybe he worked on, actually, solar power or something. Anyway, it was kind of like... It was something that I was interested to talk about, but people like that never believe that you're interested. So they're like, oh, you don't want to hear about that. I'm like, well, actually I did, but oh, yeah. he's yeah. like, he's like, but what I really like to do, and I don't even really tell anybody this, I like to write poems. And I was like, well, interesting. <laughs> tell me more about the poems you write. Oh, oh. And he was like, well, you know, I don't really know how to describe it. I was like, oh, you know, that sounds like what I would call that is narrative narrative. Did he have your card? No. He didn't know you he didn't were know a anything. Texan he didn't know anything about, bartender poet. about poets. Yeah. Uh -huh. He didn't know anything about me being involved in poetry. So I'm asking him about it. And I said, oh, well, that sounds like narrative lyric poetry that you write. That's a great, great thing to write. You know, keep things free. I was like, you might want to consider. And I was like, I also actually write. And, and I was like, you might want to consider occasionally working in form just to kind of, it can have the counterintuitively if you write a lot of free verse form can actually help kind of break you out of some, uh, break you out of some habits you might not know that you've created. And so then these listening, he's like, wait, how do you, <laughs> he's like, how do you know so much about this stuff? And I was like, well, funny you should say that. And, uh, I'm an accomplished poet myself. I, you know, I actually just like was able to just hit two buttons and queue up my slow down appearance with Ada Lamont. Like, check this uh, out. Oh, nice. I was like, by the way, my name's Shaver Hall. Check this out. Uh, and then, okay. so then Ada, wow. you know, and he was like, wow, that was your poem? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, wow. and, and then, so then it's like, mine. Did you ask him if he'd ever seen Cash Cap? His mind is just blown. I did not ask him about Cash Cap. <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, I gave him my, I was like, man, he's like, I've never shown anyone my poems. I'm, you know, too nervous, you know. Uh, I'm like, man, tell you, I'm the least judgmental person on the planet. Here's my email address. Send me your poems. I'll look at them. If, you know, maybe there's, maybe it occurs to me, you know, I was like, I know hundreds of different poetry journals. Maybe there's one that's right for you, or I can at least, you know, point you in the right direction. Hmm. Say, you know, maybe if you read this and start, start writing, you know, more poems in that style, then, you know, you can get published someday. And he was like, whoa, what? No, I can't, you know, but he did end up taking my email. He hasn't sent me anything yet. Do you feel like you inspired him? I hope so. Afterwards, he was like, wow, this is the craziest. I, I was not expecting this. Well, you know, when I called Lyft, you know. Did you tell him about the podcast? I did not, no. Uh, 
Sorry, Feels like I some sh- missed opportunities there. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I had just dropped no, that, a lot of info on him. That's, you know? No, that's very cool. That's very cool that you were somebody who is only, you know, that's his secret fantasy. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes, oh, I got another funny little story. Uh, this was just the other afternoon. I was like, I was just killing time. I think I had like gone to the bar in the morning. And, this is Lyft with Shafee. Uh, so I like I just turned it on in the afternoon. I was over kind of like in that Runberg area is where I ended up, oh. which always ends up weird. Yeah, uh, it gets weird over there. And, uh, I pulled up at this like urgent care facility, and this guy comes walking out, oh. like shuffling over. He's kind of limping. And he gets in the car and he's like, boy, you got a Lincoln. He's like, he's like, man, when we get to the house, I want you to pull all the way inside. So everybody sees me get out of this Lincoln. <laughs> he was, he was going nuts. He was a really funny dude. And uh, he was so excited. I, was like, oh, I can't believe I'm out of Lincoln. And I was like, you know, it started to be like, you know. how's somebody so excited about, you know. There's an interesting reverence for Lincolns in this country. Yeah. You know. But, you know, it's still like, you know, mine just kind of looks like a, looks like a Honda Accord, basically. You know, it's yeah. the $30,000 Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and he. Still a nice Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah, no questions. But, he, but you know, like, and so then I kind of start to pick it up. This So this guy, obviously, he's at the urgent care. He's on probation. So I'm taking okay. him to the flop house. Oh. To the uh, halfway house. To the halfway house. Because okay. he's on probation. Uh, it ends up all all of the story like spills out like he got shot mm. by his friend. He was supposed to be selling a large amount of drugs to his friend, uh-huh. and his friend double crossed and classic double cross. This sounds like us, <laughs> and like shot him to take shot him in the back. To oh, take he got him, the uh, money, and then he got the drugs the back. Money and the drugs, yeah. She. She. Yeah. And so he went to jail for a long time. And like, I guess like that was part of, he was already on probation or whatever with when, when all that went down. So then he, you know, he went in for a long time. Uh, and uh, it, it was just like that other guy. When I had that other guy who, you know, I said, I didn't, like I could tell from the way he was talking that he had done a hard time. And I was thinking either for some sort of serious assault or murder. Uh-huh. And I remember like, like he, it turned into him, like just like unloading on me about the bad choices he made in a way that I eventually realized was them like trying to, like in the hope that that all of the stuff that had happened to them, if they told it, you know, if they passed it on, then maybe it could prevent somebody else from happening, and thereby some good could come from this horrible shit that happened to them. Uh-huh. You know, that's the guy got like that too. He's the guy's like. You know, be careful about, you know, who you hang out with, man. You're just like, you got real serious with me. Like, here's this important advice that I have uh-huh. for you. And you're uh-huh. like, well, you know, there's a lot of things that would have to happen between a lot of other uh, bad choices, you know, yeah. which like, not, let's say, man, trust me, Matthew, I am there, but for the grace of God. Right. But uh, we know everyone, <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast knows. But uh it was it was so exciting, and then when I got there, yeah, I pulled it all the way up, and he was like, "Thank God!" Like slowly, he was like waving at the people inside. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like that. It was really fun. I wish my kids would uh, learn from my life experience. In yeah, a similar oh. way. You're the same. It's the same thing with your kids. You're like, "Well, I, I I did that one time, and so don't do it like this." And they're like, "I'll show you. I'm gonna do it like I want to do it." Okay. Uh, okay. That I'm just saying. I'm so sorry. That reminds me of one more lift ride. Yeah. No. Hit us with another. We this <laughs> episode 147 is gangbusters <laughs> for a number of reasons. It, it starts with a, a decent, a halfway decent parody, yeah, and then it went parody. right into Schaefer's secret fantasies, and then into lift lift stories with Shafe. So I mean, no, don't apologize to me. Also, when Magical apologize Nation... to the listener for not having put out a podcast in like yes. four weeks. Sorry that we haven't. You know, we've been. And, and I, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, it's been a combination of, you know, being being kind of busier at work, being kind of busier at life, and also taking vacations and stuff. It's just the way things go in the summer. Well, you're full of excuses. They understand. They get it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but so we got a lot to catch up to. So sit back, enjoy the show. There's that aspect of it. But there's another thing <laughs> that I'll tell after this lift story. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I picked up a kid down. So UT's, UT's back. And when you say kid, do you mean someone who's 40? No. Or someone who's 20? I would say that he was late 20s. Okay. Late 20s. Okay. Super That's nice great. kid. I pick him up down around people UT the other 30, day. I'm calling people who are up to 39 kids now. Yeah. And he must have been doing like some kind um, of last minute summer session because he had just graduated the day before with a film degree from UT. Oh, yeah. And the next day after, he was going, he was going to LA, start his film. Okay. So really exciting time. Did you not school. tell this on the podcast? I think or did I, you just told me and Jameson? No, I told it on episode one forty seven point one. Okay, okay. Go yeah, ahead. I think that's go, probably go, what happened. Go ahead. So, uh, he. So I started talking. I'm real excited. Obviously, I told him like, uh, Dad's got a cousin who went to UT film school, um, and uh, told him a little bit about that. And then I started talking, asking him about what films he made during his time, you know, and he's like, well, his most recent, his thesis, you know, to get this uh, big degree was a short film fiction, fictional piece about a mom who uh, breaks her kid out of her kid joins a cult and the mom goes and kidnaps the kid out of the cult. And it's like, they make it into like the woods surrounding the cult before they have like a standoff. She's trying to like, trying to express to him that, you know, that she, she wants what's best for him, you know, and that, you know, these, just these other choices he made might not have been the best ones. Right. And I was like, God, what an amazing metaphor for just the difficulties of parenting, you know, right. like you have, like your kid thinks that you're the old way to do things and you're not the new way to do things. I mean, it's pretty much everything. There's like, all this however, stuff in the world to lead them I astray. However I say to do or not do something, <laughs> it goes differently with them. <laughs> It's fine. Just like there's all sorts of cults, like the cult of TikTok, the cult of Facebook, the cult of, you know. A cult of like buying shoes cult. in this country. <laughs> Sneakers. This is like sneaker cult that somehow like gets in your kid's head. I don't know, man. All of these things where you're just like, if we would just listen to our parents, things would be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. You're in that, uh, that auto repair class that your mom wanted. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. I've, I know I mentioned that a hundred times. Yeah. We had. We had an auto repair class at Lubbock High School where Matthew and I both attended, matriculated, as it were. And uh, <laughs> mom always said, just take a couple of those classes. And I was like, that is so not cool. I so want to do improv comedy and study French. Uh, <laughs> like, hard eye roll at that. Theater. Totally worthless stuff. Jeez. And now, God, I wish... I wish I had done that. If only. God. <laughs> my dad. You'd yeah. Have uh, gar- you'd have a garage. Shafee's garage. When I was a kid, my dad had like a 19. It's like about a 1960. Get us, dad. Give us the exact year for Dominga. Her name was Dominga. Sky blue. That old truck? Yeah. Chevy uh-huh. truck. Just the coolest thing in the world. But he asked me. It was about 1989. 14-year-old Schaefer, 13-year-old Schaefer, uh, do you do you think you might like this truck? It was like a tender moment between dad and son. Yeah, yeah. At the time, all I wanted was a Lamborghini. <laughs> Nothing but a Lamborghini would do. I was like, no, nah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> like, I must have just been like an arrow through his heart. Oh, man. And like, oh, now man. I don't have like the coolest truck in the world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could have taken those auto classes. I could have kept that thing running until to this day, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been um, renowned there, in, the West, in the West Village. There is an alternate universe, Schaefer, yeah. that it, like had made all the right decisions. He's like the coolest, flyest dude on the planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see that New York Times article about doppelgangers? No. Man, that... But I think that's very interesting. They got this doppelganger study where they have found people and they photograph them together. And it's like, these people are not related. But they look a lot alike, and now they're they're sequencing their genomes. I don't know if you've heard about that. Mm-hmm. We're looking at DNA these days, and they've 
they share genetic code, you know, even though they're not related. It's interesting. You know who always laughed about that with me when we were bumping into each other in the village? Was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we look so much alike yeah. that like like you you saw my him friends and would regularly and joked with him about that yeah we we just would smile and laugh because we definitely like oh you must be that guy he was like oh you must be that guy who's the bartender who people keep asking me if I'm you that's funny man I would literally have like tourists chasing me like into oh, yeah. like ATM kiosks and stuff wow like especially because right. Like he won, I think it was the he won what he won the Oscar for Capote or something in like two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. Huh. People Crazy. knew he lived because he lived right around the corner from the front page. So <laughs> you mean the four faced liar? Four faced liar. Yes, yep, that's the one in New York. Yes, yep. um, I do that every time. Do you? Every time I want to say four-faced liar, <laughs> yeah, say the front page. Every uh, time I want to say that, I, I regularly answer the phone think, on the front page, four-faced liar. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Makes me feel better about the Roy Rampy mix-up. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, folks, if the podcast seems different tonight, it's uh, if it seems more well-prepared and just kind of thought out, <laughs> it's actually because... We're kind of recording episode 152nd for 57 for a second time. 147 for the second time. 147 part due. We had a dress rehearsal. We had it for once. We should do it every time. We should double the amount of time we spend on this podcast by by recording each episode twice. But we should record both of them and post both of them. Or what what if we record both of them and then we cut them up? And just include the best parts. <laughs> yeah, that might make more sense. That might quadruple or more than the amount of time we're spending on the podcast. <laughs> um, if yeah. you guys, guys want to, if we start a Patreon, you guys could donate it. Matthew and I could do this full time. Okay. We could. We're going to start this. We'd huh? increase our output. Okay. We could radically improve the content. I think that we, if we want to do that, we got to get a little more uh, targeted and uh, precise we like we got to set up the patreon first yeah like i don't think we can foist it on them to do it for <laughs> I don't us know. one of them might you never know uh, if anybody out there wants to set up a patreon page for <laughs> one magical hour matthew and shaver podcast spectacular we'll right here on episode 147 <laughs> part two you know where to find it. get at us we'll provide all the content for the patriarch Patriarch Patreon page. Um, yeah, so we're doing this again, and we're kind of sticking to the topics, although it's already a far sight better than 147. And I thought 147 one. was pretty good, actually. Yeah, this was this was um, just a technical glitch. I pressed the button. I switched over to the show sheet tab. I see right now. I see this little red dot in the tab indicating that it's recording and about 50 i don't know how many minutes in because it was towards the end of the podcast we looked over on the riverside fm page and it just the counter never started zero 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 it looked like it looked like the button was still pressed down like the button got pressed and Mm. didn't get unpressed or something it was it was what they call a a what do you, glitch, glitch in the matrix. I guess so. A little gremlin in the system. I went to Best Buy a couple weeks ago, and um, you know they want to know your phone number to see if you're in the rewards system, and mm-hmm. so I gave them my phone number. And then on the credit card keypad, uh, where I'm standing, it shows this information, and it's it's my phone number. And my name, but Matthew Odom's Gmail and his address. Matt Odom is a friend of mine. He's one of the, he's in the League of Invincible Mats. He's mm-hmm. a he's a restaurant critic here in town, although he does not use an avocado system mm-hmm. to rate restaurants, which he should consider that because it's a food yeah. stuff as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm friends with him. I, I don't know why. And I, I, had, I, I took a picture of it. And I I sent it to him and I said, I went to Best Buy the other day and I found this. And he was like, oh, that's weird. I got an email from them. 
and he said something about there's a glitch and i was like yeah the matrix gets the mats confused <laughs> you know um can you blame it no there's too many mats the, the matrix and the shaper <laughs> the matrix and the shaper that's true I don't, this beat doesn't have any sustain on it. I like it when I hit the button and it goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are we talking about? What's next here? Now that everybody knows we're doing it twice. Ways to know you're old. <laughs> Matthew and I both brought, not knowing that the other one was going to do it, we both brought ways to know you're old to the, the table today. The, uh, the, uh, no, the thing I brought wasn't ways to know you're old. Yeah. It's, it's, hey, I got this new thing. Bifocals. <laughs> yeah. I was excited about my new bionic enhancement, and Shafee had also had put ways to know you're old on the show sheet too. How how would you how could you judge whether or not you're getting old? Uh, I noticed the other day, and I guess it's been going on for a few years now, actually. But uh, I noticed the other do you do you wave at construction workers? When you drive by them on the street, I am one of those construction workers. Oh yeah, sir. so you got vested uh, interest. So yeah, I mean, I wave at my coworkers. No, um, yeah, I try to make contact. I try to make contact and wave or say hi to every person I come across. I mean, much to the chagrin of the world around me. You can tell that they really appreciate it when you wave at them. When you drive, and it makes sense. Like they're standing out there in the street in the middle of all these cars. You know, the, if Ow. they know, if they know that everybody can see them and is looking for them, then that makes them feel safer in their jobs. I think they would prefer that. Yeah. But also, it's just just a nice thing. Makes me feel good. You know? They always wave back. I think the construction worker community appreciates that. They always wave back, and that's cool. And now you've got a nice little human social interaction, Yeah. you know, in the morning, maybe when you're just, like, still getting going and you haven't... Yeah. Like, you ever have those times when you realize that you've been awake for a few hours, but you haven't opened your mouth to talk and said any words, and you're like, right, you just, like, do it all wrong? Uh, <laughs> I wish, actually, um, you know. No, I still for you. I'm yeah. usually waking people up. <laughs> I make breakfast for my house. Uh, I would love to have a day where I just was quiet for an, uh, a while after I got up. That sounds lovely. My dad woke me up every morning. In high school, and it was always just a very, very quiet, you know, very loving, you know, Shay, time to wake up. It was the same every morning. That was Shay, time to wake up. Shay, time to wake up. <laughs> and, uh, and I like that. I remember one morning I was having some kind of furious dream. It was when my brother and I still slept in twin beds, and my brother it was before I moved out of the garage. Uh-huh. And I must have just been having some kind of wild dream because I he did shade time and I sat straight up in bed and said we will all be judged in the end. What? <laughs> and I was still like dreaming so hard that I forgot about did you it. Say we'll all be judged. We'll all in be the judged end? in the end. Is this about the the revelation? I don't know. Papers, man. But then, like, I went and I took a shower and I ate my cereal and I got in the car and when we were driving to Lubbock High. I like started to remember, you know, I had already like, I, I had not processed it. Whoa. And I was like, dad, did I say something weird to you? <laughs> and I went, he was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, swept it under the <laughs> Good. That's good parenting. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Grant Hall. I love that guy. Dr. G. Um, okay. he, he he demands that I call him Grant. <laughs> um, what what is this one? Did we talk about this? Do I say yeah? Say this word for me. V i r u l e n t. Okay, I think it's virulent. Virulent. Yeah. Uh, good work. Okay. That's. I, well, I do a podcast. I, for some reason, I was saying it the other day, and I said, "Virulent, virulent." 
And so I had to look it up. I was like, that just doesn't sound right. I had to look it up. I, virulent or really, I think the main pronunciation is virulent. 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 Uh -huh. But virulent is also acceptable. Huh. Virulent, no. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't like that doesn't make sense because uh vi like viral, V I R A L is vi, you know? Yeah. Now, I know that the English language just doesn't make sense. Another one, <laughs> this is kind of very a funny one. Sense, yes. Do you know what a do you know what a perineum is? <laughs> a perineum. Yeah. No. It's it's more widely known as a taint. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> I like to call it the twasn't somehow the twarnt. Somehow it came up at the bar the, the other day, and I said, and I've always pronounced it because I never really said it out loud or heard it say it say out loud. I had always pronounced it perineum, peri, uh -huh. like you know, like periwinkle, or, and then somebody said, "Isn't it perineum?" Not perineum. And I was like, you know, I really have no idea. And so, but yeah, para, like periscope. Okay. So I was like, all right, maybe you're right. Uh huh. I'm not sure. Hey, how often do you have the chance to use the technical term for. It's rare. <laughs> Which it turns out Jameson refers to as a grundle. A grundle. Okay. I'd heard that before. I didn't know that that's. I just thought that the grundle I, was kind of the whole ass area. Oh, uh, okay. But I, I thought the grundle was more like the fupa. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. I, but I don't really know. Places you didn't you think know you were who would go know. You know who would know about this is Ike Krumenacher. Uh-huh. We'll get, <laughs> get, get at him. Get on anatomy with he Ike. Who would know about grundle? Anatomy with Ike would be a good section. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one time there is a, a construction thing called a gusset plate, which is just like a. Just like a, is the gusset like the grundle? Well, he he got Matt Hoopengardner to to call it grundle, or he told him he, Matt. I, I don't know if Matt said, "Is this the grundle plate?" And he was just like, "Yeah." And then Matt was using it in front of clients. <laughs> no, there's the grundle plates here. <laughs> there was something like that. It's terrible. Oh, like, what, a, what a jerk. Um, that's my, that's my boss. Um, um, okay, so Byron, there was another, oh, uh, how do you pronounce A, C, Q, acquiesce, A, C, Q, U, E, D, U, C, T, aqueduct, aqueduct, uh, <laughs> I was listening to the Omnibus the other day, and John Roderick was having trouble saying that he keep up wanting to say like aqueduct. I guess it could be an aqueduct. Well, it, I can't say it exactly the way he was saying it. was really funny. It was like aqueduct or something. And But I understand why it happens. And it's because that combination of the C and the Q right next to each other is really confusing yeah. to the brain. Especially for weak-minded like humans. Aqueduct. Aqueduct. Yeah. So, <laughs> Are you, listen. Uh, let me ask Aqueduct. you. Let me ask you a question, a personal question. It, it seems like like you've been talking about a lot of other podcasts. Are, are you still not listening to TBTL? <laughs> are you, are you, have you broken up with TBTL? Well, okay. Have, is this like an emancipation? Because like you grow, you do grow up and you you leave your parents. I need. I need to follow up on my beef with Luke and Andrew, but the thing is, they've been on vacation. So they're actually doing the uh, TBTL Summer Games, which is a oh, lot of fun. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it's all pre-recorded, right? And there's no, so there's no way for me to follow up on the beat. The, what I'm going to do next is next week, Tuesday, after they get back, after they've got all the all of Monday. You know, they're gonna have a big pile of emails on Monday. Like Tuesday, I'm gonna email them and say, "Oh, hey guys, you know, I've been kind of out of the loop, but I just wanted to point out our imaginary coworker, Ada Lamone." Was named Nobel Laureate. I don't know nice. if that was on your radar. Okay, nice. And that would be the perfect time for them to write a certain wrong that happened, both congratulating their coworker Ada Lamone uh -huh. and saying, "Oh yeah, and we never mentioned this. Schaefer was on 
her podcast, The Slowdown. Very exciting for him. Congratulations to our imaginary friend and colleague, Schaefer Hall. The part about that I love is in the f- days following that email, <laughs> you scrutinizing the show, like you've kind of given oh. him a break and then you'll send the email. And for a week, week and a half, you're like oh, hanging yes. on every word. I'll be listening very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part of that. Um, um, I think this is me covering up your crazy here. Yeah. I think that they realized that we we're hot on their heels and they took this whole summer vacation. I mean, I know they usually do it, but but they've spent time this summer vacation just kind of refocusing, recentering themselves, realizing who they are, realizing that maybe we're not a threat, but they're still thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> still they're still a little worried, especially now that we both know people at APM. Perineum. A perineum. Oh. That's different than yeah. any of those pronunciations. Yeah. Which, now that you say it like that, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Grundle. <laughs> like Grundle. <laughs> what, what, is, is the chode? Is the chode related to any of that? The chode is, is the same. It's okay. Another. Okay. You know, there's that towing service in town, chotes. <laughs> Always had a hard time taking them seriously. Chotes towing. Because it's so close to chode. Is there a word for that, like, flap of skin that runs like a mohawk across the, the uh... Across the perineum? Family jewels? Um, I don't Maybe know. that's the chode. You know who, you know who would uh, get, know that is Ike Krumenacher. <laughs> yeah. Ike, we need you. So, so look, we got, we got a massive show sheet here in 147 Pod I think we have a Matthew Ever Wondered, which was at least the first time around, probably our best Matthew ever wondered. <laughs> Matthew, have you ever wondered? I really don't like the robot beat tonight. I'm going to change it up. Okay, yeah, that's more. I feel like this is more our style tonight. How do you say this word? K-A-T-Y... B-A-R-T-H-E-D-O-O-R. Katie bar the door. Katie bar the door. Why do we say Katie bar the door? I don't know, Shafe. Why? Uh, I've always wondered. Well, I mean, how often do you hear it in normal context anyway? Well, not a lot these days because people have stopped using any turn of phrase besides likes and, and download. <laughs> I remember, uh, but I do remember my grandparents saying that Katie barred the door. I remember John Stewart once yelled it on the Daily Show. Katie barred the door. Oh yeah, not sure what he was talking about. Um, I it was it came it came up frequently in my life because there was a song. There's a song called Navajo Rug. Can't remember who wrote it, but Jerry Jeff Walker recorded it. You didn't look that up between one and two. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, Navajo Rug was on my playlist during, for Happy Hours at the Four Faced Liar. Okay, and it has a very singable chorus. Ay ay ay, Katie, shades red and blue. Ay ay ay, Katie, whatever became of Navajo Rug. And on the right night, if the right regulars were in and they had had the right amount to drink, everybody in the whole place would sing along. Ay ay ay, Katie. Uh, it was really really a fun thing. And, you know, so there's certain regulars who are very intimate with that song. One of whom was Jimmy from Queens. Not Jimmy the Rip. Not Jimmy the Rip, okay. Jimmy the Jimmy from Queens was born and raised Queens. He was a like a union film guy. Did film for TV and film. I love Queens. Camera operator. And so uh, he, he came once. His wife, he married a woman. Who was from Montana? So weird. Uh, they ended up having to go back to Montana for a wedding, and one of his wife's friends. And it was a, like a total cowboy wedding. The wedding band was this country band. They sang Navajo Rug, and chorus comes around, and Jimmy from Queens is like, "Ay ay ay, Katie, <laughs> shades of red, knows all the words." And so it was like, 
how do you know that song? Uh, like that's uh from this like you know from my local bar. They know he's a Yankee. Yeah, they, yeah. They um, said from Queens, New York. Yeah. How do you know? It is a little suspect. You know, there are country fans who don't know. It's not. It's it's kind of an obscure song. Yeah. You know, I bet you there's Jerry Jeff fans who haven't even heard it. Uh, um. So. And they dare call themselves Jerry Jeff fans. And so that that song uses it. Uh, Jack the Boss left at six. It was Katie bar the door. She pulled down that Navajo rug and spit across the floor. So I don't know why it came popped into my head. Maybe I was listening to that song. But I don't know why we say that. Do you? I don't, but it feels like something that must have some basis in history or I don't know. That is an excellent. An excellent somewhat. Educated guess. Don't let Arnie drink more than one beer or it's Katie bar the door. Used at least since the late 1800s. It's difficult to trace. Uh, credible claims go back to Scotland. Uh, strongest claim. Originated with Catherine Douglas, lady-in-waiting to King James I of Scotland, who attempted to save her king from murders. The king's own chamberlain was a conspirator in the plot and had removed the security bar from the king's bedroom door. Catherine heard the killers approaching in the night and attempted to bar the door with her arm. The murders broke her arm and killed the king. Oh, God. After this event, Catherine Douglas became noted as Catherine Barlass as the last last who barred the door. And her descendants still use this surname. A bar last sounds like something else. Yeah, it <laughs> sure right. does, yeah. Catherine, keep the door. Sounds just like a regular at the bar. Katie, bar the door. This is a bit young, you know, the bar lass. Or or it's like the barmaid, I suppose, except younger. The, the teenage version of the barmaid. Well, there you have it. Katie, bar the that door. That is so interesting. Yeah. What was the what was her name? Catherine Douglas. Catherine Douglas. Catherine Barlas. Catherine Barlas. Man, she she must have really loved him, right? Yeah, oh, that's gruesome. It's pretty gruesome. But she, yeah, did that. she live? No, I don't. We gotta so. learn more. They killed her too. Yeah, I, I assume. Well, sometimes you let the Barlas live. You know, you just you take care of the monarchs. I mean, in that time... You let their concubines go. If you had a bad enough break, you know, that could cause internal bleeding and then you're done anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's medical. uh, I'm going to look... Next time we're going to talk about Catherine Douglas, I'm going to look more into her story. All right. Um, I feel like that maybe... Did we... we, Maybe this is why... Oh, I like that one. Like that one. Oh, God. Not that one. God, God. Okay, I'll go back to this one. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. It's got this thing that's like really. Take that off. Take that off. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe this is why the last one podcast failed because it's eight a month did we read an eight a poem i think oh, we, got, we did i think we got to one yeah okay well let's we've been trying to read two ada poems per cast this month of ada because we're so i mean i'm i can't believe that i know someone who's quite close to the u.s poet laureate it's pretty exciting. this is my closest brush with fame we have i can't believe that the u.s poet laureate was on our I did see Seth Meyers in a restaurant in New York one time, but that's about it. Oh, wow. Uh, This is from Ada. I think this is her most recent book, Bright Dead Things. No, that's not right. Second to most recent book. Anyway, I've I've got all of her books on my Kindle now, so. Mowing by Ada Lamone. The man across the street is mowing 40 acres on a small lawnmower. It's so small, it must take him days. So I imagine that he likes it. He must. 
He goes around each tree carefully. He has 10,000 trees. It's a tree farm. So there are so many trees. One circle here, one circle there. My dog and I have been watching the lights escaping the sky. And there's this place I like to stand. It's before the rise, so I'm invisible. I'm standing there, and I've got the dog, and the man is mowing in his circles. So many circles. There are no birds or anything, or none that I can see. I imagine what it must be like to stay hidden, disappear in the dusky nothing, and still and stay still in the night. It's not sadness, though it may sound like it. I'm thinking about people and trees and how I wish I could be silent more, be more tree than anything else, less clumsy and loud, less crow, more cool white pine, and how it's hard not to always want something else, not just to let the savage grass grow. That's a fantastic poem. I love that No poem. surprise. Yeah. That is not the poem that you read midway through 147 part one. It is not. I read a different poem, but I couldn't remember which one. Well, it had a Western sort of cowboy tint mm. to it. So if you think of it, read that one for the I'm sure end it'll come up again. Poem. Wow. Yeah, that that poem. You know, sometimes when I'm listening to a poem, my mind wanders. Yeah. That poem like Kept had you. me captured. It was like the when I when I was a kid and I saw Jurassic Park for the first time. I was like, "Holy cow! Look at that!" I think that poem had very clear syntax, and I think that helps the mind stay focused. That was awesome. She's just like she's like a puppet master. Yeah, um, and that's how you become. It also seems to fit like really what I was talking about, like secret desires and that's stuff. Totally and wanting to be something more than you are. Totally, or something very different from what you are. I'm just trying to be a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing um, a great job. Of thanks, it. thanks, buddy. You like this? You like this new beat? Huh? It does fit the, the character of the show. That that other thing that I have. Like, yeah. This is like industrial and sort of evil, just like this show. <laughs> Speaking of industrial and evil, how's the, I, I want to get an update on Shafee's minutia. This is Schaefer's minutia. How is that bidet going? Oh. And ladies and gentlemen, Hashtag bidet Schaefer, life. just back from France, he's got himself a new bathroom accoutrement. You got yourself a bidet. Got the bidet attachment, yeah. Wow. And, and let me ask you, Schaefer. Schaefer, have you ever wondered how come there's not more bidets in this country? I do, yeah. It's such a convenient thing. It's so great. We waste so much paper cleaning so much. ourselves. Yeah, which I don't know, you know, the there is extra water used in the bidet process, but not much. It doesn't, it, I mean, it seems to work out okay. Think about how much water it takes to make a tree. Yeah. And then we cut true. it down yeah. and we cut a tiny slice of it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that the this few squirts yeah. taking care of one thing would be the same as like your, whatever your, yeah. whatever your allotment of paper is. It's honestly like, I wonder... Because, you know, like, you know what the softest toilet paper, you can still dry things out down there and just make things Oh, I mean, it can be, it can be a real horse. Abrasive. We all know. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, I just don't know why we do that to ourselves. I try to get the right toilet paper for my mood. Yeah. You know, I keep a, <laughs> I keep a few different brands. Occasionally you want to punish yourself. I keep a few different <laughs> brands by the side of the door. Sometimes I use the lotion-y kind, and sometimes it's double-ply, and sometimes I just need some cheap-ass fucking, you know, John Wayne toilet paper. I love the idea of the lotion-y kind, but, you know, I don't really like for anything to be left behind down there, you know? Oh, no. So it's I, a little oil. Listen, the the lotion-y kind is garbage. I was kidding. Okay. I was just trying to name types of toilet paper. <laughs> You don't actually subscribe to it? No, no. The, 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 yeah, same. You know, it's adding something. Yeah. It needs to be a reductive process only. <laughs> it doesn't need any, like, added fragrance or, you know, just, just it's something tough. It's, I, I don't like the ones that are, like, too focused on soft. I like the strong over the soft for me. But 
you know, anyway, you, you don't have to care about any of that crap when you go European. If finally. you've ever thought about it, just do it. There's the base level is like I think you can get one for twenty nine ninety nine or something. I don't think the price point matters. Just the fact that they have this device that you can just add to your toilet. But Jameson was saying, you know, he was like, I had no idea. You know, in his mind, a bidet cost thousands of dollars, and it was well, a whole it's, other it's appliance. It was a separate device. Had, you know, yeah. And a lot of, he of, was, of French mansions, I words, guess. But. His exact words were, I can't believe that, was always th- that all that was standing between me and a bidet was 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get eye, it from, that's eye-opening. You can get it from Amazon. It'll be at your house the next day. It takes like five minutes to install. But, Shafi, what if you don't have five minutes? Well, <laughs> I guess you're stuck abrading yourself and ruining the environment for the rest of your life. papering your grundle. <laughs> oh, my perineum's chafed. You know who would be I a mean, good my person? Perineum. You know who would be a good person to talk about sandpapering grundles with? Ike Krumenacher. <laughs> <laughs> Glad he's not here to defend himself. Um. Well, the only other thing on the show sheet, uh, disc golf quiz, is the disc golf quiz, which we did on the other show. That's how far into the show we got. Listeners, we were doing. We were. We were getting whatever. What it's ever. It's the. It's the penultimate segment. We're we're looking again. We're an hour in. Listen, can we change the name of the show to One Magical 45 Minutes of Matthew and Schaefer Podcast Spectacular? Just because I'm busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, One Magical Nation, you got to understand how as lucky if, you are. As if we could do that. Not to have heard this. I found this disc golf quiz, and the questions were so hard, and they were long and complicated. It was terrible podcasting. It wasn't really a... Only some of the quiz questions uh, were about the game. Yeah. I thought it was going to be questions about the game of disc golf. They were about the pro circuit, about <laughs> famous in, holes in pro disc golf. Inventors of various. Uh, also just like model. colloquialisms, like what's this throw called? And I threw out <laughs> a couple of names and Schaefer was like, the Thiggle Wiggle. The and I was Scooby. like, that's not, oh yeah, the, the Scooby. Scooby. And I was Scooby. like, oh, okay, well maybe, maybe I just don't hang around enough pro disc golfers. Yeah. I'm I'm such a casual player. Turns out Matthew's a bit of a dilettante. I thought that I was in the disc golf, and I'm not. I'm not. But that's true. I feel like I'm into podcasting, and maybe I'm just not. Is it true of anything in this world? There's always going to be someone who knows more about it than you. I've been trying to get up every day and think I know nothing. I can only learn more today. Yeah. Uh, I think I read an article. (sighs) Stupid me for reading. And it was about, basically it was about how we think we're smart. But then you can get quiz on any number of topics that you know nothing about, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time. You can never know enough. And, and, uh, the average Joe thinks they're educated, and and yet a quick quiz about toilet plumbing. How does a toilet work? Or, you know, something like that. And people are like, ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, what are we talking about? I don't even are we know. doing a podcast here? I'm, I'm sorry. Sure I really derailed it. <laughs> I apologize. Disgusting. Oh yeah, but well, there's no point in doing. I mean, this is the most disappointing part of this program, maybe, is that everybody was looking forward to the disc golf quiz. I think it was during the disc golf quiz that we turned over to the other cab and realized yeah. that we weren't recording. But anyway, hey, happy birthday, Shafi! Oh yeah, the podcast is two years old. Two years. We've been doing this for two years. But does it feel like longer to you? I didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> um, I didn't. But I didn't think I had time. And I made time. I made at least 147 hours for this bad boy. Yeah. You can probably double it for me. 
Yeah. Right. And then for you too, just coming over here and yeah, oh, you do you're doing that. You you post things to the interwebs. Yeah. So we've done we've done a podcast. That we have. Let's keep going. Okay. Let's just keep going. Okay. Let's just keep doing the podcast. You've convinced me. Do we want one more Ada poem before we go? Uh, it's Ada month. Ada month. Yeah. August is for Ada's. The Good Wave by Ada Lamone. A bat cracks in the flickering background, and we're dead tired from the horse track. All those losing bets stuck crumpled up in our cheap fedoras. But no one, not even the dog, is unhappy. Baseball announcers are trying to be funny about nothing. Crowds cheer on the momentum of the home team, and it's not too early for PJs or Promises or some low-sung lullaby that salutes the original songs on the inside. I decide someday to name a kid Levon, and you agree, and outside the dark traffic groans by our on our curving country road, making a sound like the slow roar of applause when the home team's tide unexpectedly turns. Leave on, huh? Leave on. I like that. I like that. I like eight a month. I like that I finally pronounce her name correctly each and every time. Very well done. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, we're still podcasting after all these years. Still casting. Oh, let me let me just take a note here. Still casting. Um, do you want to tell anybody that you love them? We ain't no fool for love songs that linger in our ears. I love. I love Grace Hall. I love Grant Hall. I love Manish Bandari. I love James Driscoll. I love Alex Battles. Oh, I didn't know you were going to use names. Now, now Ken anybody Jeff. whose name doesn't get called, <laughs> then. <laughs> Oh, shit. We love all the listeners. I Travis Hagedorn. Do you think Travis Hagedorn still listens? I don't know. I don't know. Get out of any Listen, anybody, let us know that you're listening. Please. Do you think Choo Choo still listens? I don't know. I think he's <laughs> traveling with Guadalajara now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering about that the other day. I don't know who's listening. I, I almost don't care. But anyway, if you are listening, I love you. And if you're not listening, then you're my sworn enemy. And, <laughs> if you are, but listening, you could be loved. Okay. It's an op. You could just listen. Um, if you're not listening, we got no time for you. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I do know in this crazy life is the poor are the choices. The sweet of the wine. <laughs>